Hi, everybody. Welcome to Rachel's Reviews, and we are ranking Disney. This is the show we do once a month where we like to pick a year and we rank the films from Disney Studios from that year. And this year, uh, this year, this month, we are doing 2021, this last year. (laughs) (laughs) Which just ended. (laughs) Yes. And we have a ton of movies to talk about, 24 total. 24, yeah. Yeah. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and Stanford is here. Hey, Rachel. Thanks so much for inviting me. This is so fun. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, this is going to be very interesting. It's so hard because these are these films are so different. Uh, but I know that there's a few that we will have very different, but uh, but it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I really, this, how... this, this comparison, I think it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a couple that we didn't include that would be considered a part of the Disney studios for 2021. We didn't include Antlers uh, and we didn't include Kingsman. <laughs> yes. Kingsman, I have not seen either of the other ones, and I just didn't have time right now to see them. And it just you you weren't interested. And so we you know we passed on that yeah. one. I had seen the previous two Kingsmen and I just couldn't I just couldn't see another one. Right. <laughs> it looked like it was gonna be so ultra violent, which yeah. I know is this is kind of the hallmark of that film and or those that series and it's not not for me so yeah yeah and yeah and we're both kind of horror wimps so antlers yeah, <laughs> yeah pass for us so if you've seen either of those please let us know your thoughts yeah absolutely in the I definitely want to hear what, what what people think of those yeah yeah and also i wanted to say that if we were including shorts which would make this list uh, so long uh but for me, the best piece of animation that Disney made in 2021, and this is a hot take, I guess, but I thought the short Us Again, it would have been number two in this ranking if I was including it. It's in my top 10 favorite movies of 2021. Wow. I just so absolutely good. loved it. It made I me cry too. every time I watched it. Yeah, it's just delightful. It was so beautiful. And I love the choreography. I love the animation. I love the music. It was one of the best films, period, that I saw in all of 2021. Yeah, it was so expertly done. So touching and life-affirming and romantic and wonderful Mm -hmm. and sad. And I mean, just every every emotion packed into that that short film. And then just the gorgeous animation. Yeah. From all those animation studios. It's just... Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Yeah, if it doesn't get nominated for Best Animated Short, I will write. Oh, I will be so <laughs> sad. I'm hoping that it's at least can get a nomination. It seems like it's almost too feel good to win, but you never know. I mean, Paper yeah. Man won. True. And yeah. uh, anyway, fingers crossed. Yeah, let's hope. It was definitely, like I said, one of the best pieces yeah. of film I saw in the whole year. I, yeah. I support uh, I that. I just loved it. So anyway, well, let's dive in. <laughs> it was a very eclectic, interesting year for Walt Disney Animation Studio. I mean, Walt Disney Studios. And of course, that includes uh, Century Fox. It includes uh, Marvel, uh, Fox Searchlight, uh, um, Disney Animation, Pixar, uh, Disney Channel. Yeah, so I mean, many Disney different. Bombs, and, then, and then Disney Plus mm-hmm. had some. Yeah. Some, uh, you know, I guess quote unquote original films that debuted there. So 
Yeah. We tried it. And I really don't think we missed anything, Rachel, between the two of us. I think we, we got it yeah. covered. So maybe people could let us know if there's something that they, you know, think we might have missed or something. But yeah. Uh, and anyway. you got a, a free, free uh, month of not having to watch any Disney nature. So <laughs> congratulations. Thank you. I was so grateful. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> I gotta get over my disdain for (laughs) nature documentaries. (laughs) Well, let's dive in. So number 24 for me was Home Sweet Home Alone. I just don't know what they were thinking with this, why they thought it was a good idea to make the thieves, the wet bandits, to make them sympathetic, to make them losing their home and this couple that's the last thing that you want in a Home Alone movie because then they're going to go and basically be tortured. <laughs> and I don't know. It was just so misguided. I, I just, uh, it was bad. It was really bad. And it's number 24 for me. Yeah. It's number 23 for me. It's a yeah. terrible film. And, <laughs> and uh, I would not have watched it. Have you not doing, you know, this because I kind of stopped watching the Home Alone films after the original. Yeah. Because the original, cute classic and then every other one just seems like really why do we have the same thing and repeat i'm with you i thought this one was so misguided one of the things that kind of made me sad was uh you know um little archie yates yeah the the little you know child actor who was so good in jojo rabbit yeah it's such a bad role for him i thought he wasn't good in it and 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 plus i mean what they gave him to do was terrible yeah. <laughs> too, you know it was it was just so misguided it's like say you don't understand the peel of home alone without saying you know that whole yeah. meme yeah because that's what we what we like is the whole idea especially children love the idea of kevin McAllister figuring things out on his own and defending the house on his own and yeah. you know I think some of the best parts of home alone are him dealing with the furnace and buying a toothbrush and, you know, just stuff like that. That's what makes you endeared. It makes you love the character. And so really the, the, uh, the booby trap sequences is only about 20 minutes of the movie. And, and they not only are bad dudes, but they're, they're going to kill him. Yeah. Like there's definite real threats, real threat. Yeah. And so, this this just i don't know what they were thinking but it was it was very bad and uh, i i mean i i guess i have a little bit of fondness for the second one just because of tim curry and he's pretty funny in yeah. it and, uh it is basically the same plot over <laughs> again but in new york but uh there's enough to make it uh, tolerable. I actually haven't seen three, four or five. I, uh, I never I'm not did. sure I have. In fact, I, yeah, I can probably safely say no. I honestly know. But you know, home alone was a foundation movie for me. I saw it when I was almost 10 years old with my grandparents. It's the first comedy that I ever really loved. And so it's, it has a very special place in my heart. So, you know, to see them do this when they had all of the pieces they had, they could have done something interesting, but uh, it was yeah, it was just and, bad and a waste of talent, you know. Because I think Rob Delaney and Ellie Kemper, yeah. they uh, can be funny, right? You know, but in this one, it was just like, oh, so bad. And the booby traps were not believable 
like for the most part in the original the booby booby traps feel like something that Kevin could have done for they the were most based part. in yeah a certain level of reality where these are these were so ridiculous yeah like he yeah. can't move that whole trampoline and you know right. and then you know just stuff like that that he does it's it's ridiculous so. and, and and then his plan of action that he draws on that chalkboard wall which like is three times his height too you know what I mean the whole thing is just like well yeah. it's just so anyway. Uh, so what really? do you have at 24 then i have vacation friends yeah i have that at 23 yeah so we're pretty close i i uh i put vacation friends at the bottom rachel just because it was so crass and that mm. that was a little even though probably humble one probably deserved more of the bottom spot but because it just just the gross out humor of vacation friends for me just i just I was off. yeah well the the first part when they were on the vacation on the island or whatever like that i actually laughed a little bit but then when they're on the fox hunt and we get basically all the same jokes again and you know just was like oh my gosh these people are so annoying yeah and it, it was just it was it wasn't it was not good i i i kind of thought that meredith hang hagner had some funny parts she was probably my favorite of the four yeah. but um as kind of this ditzy blonde <laughs> and maybe i just have an affection for her because she's a she's done some hallmark movies but um uh and some good hallmark movies actually uh but um it just Boy, when it gets to that fox hunt, it is just it's, bad. It's so bad. And that whole section was so hard to get through. And, you know, little Ray Harry, if I'm saying his name right, uh, you know, I think I think he's got some comedic chops. But also, I just kind of felt like he was channeling Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I do too. And, uh, and, and John Cena, I think, also has got some comedic potential as well but just the movie was just too stupid and, and too crass it just it was terrible for me yeah yeah painful and it just has to be watch. funny like i i i if it's if it's funny yeah i'll laugh exactly. at the crassness like meredith hagner laugh. meredith hagner was in palm springs which is kind of crass it's got but it's also really funny and funny clever. and charming yeah yeah well, this just didn't have it for me. Yeah, nothing. Because I'm with you. I mean, sometimes I do it, you know, I'm a, I'm a little embarrassed by it. But if it's funny, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, this, oof. Yeah. That was rough. Well, what did you have at 22? 22, I had The Last Duel. Ooh. For some reason, I, I thought you liked this movie more. I I have it, I guess, a little higher, but I didn't go fresh on it. So. No, I, you know, if I gave that impression, maybe I was just trying to be neutral about it. Um, but <laughs> maybe I'm just getting my people confused. <laughs> I can't remember. I didn't care for it. You know, I, yeah. I think, I think that it, it was, it was ambitious. I was happy to see, you know, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck back on the screen together. Uh, I like, I liked all the actors. I think it was, and the concept, the concept was interesting. But then it was, for me, I mean, I guess just for lack of a better word, super boring. And then 
super horrifying to have to watch a rape three times. Yeah. Uh, That's what I just don't understand what they were thinking with that. Like, why not pull up for at least for that, you know, like show all the other stuff. And I, I don't know. I just felt like the whole thing three times. Yeah. And I felt like the different stories like weren't different in very interesting ways or that were very intriguing. So it just felt like, well, I'm, I'm hearing this story again. Yeah, there wasn't enough of a difference. I right. don't think between I agree. the three of them. And, and I, you know, it's good performances. The ending is, I think pretty good, but uh, I mean, it's hard when something's so handsomely mounted, uh, but I felt like Matt Damon was kind of miscast. Yeah. I was going to say that was, even though I was happy, to see both Matt Damon and Ben Affleck back on the big screen together, mm. yeah, I didn't think he was really good in that in that role. No, so I have, a, I guess I have it a little higher, but um, but like I said, I did not go fresh on it, and despite it's uh, has some good things, I think Jodie Comer's really good in it. Jodie Comer was terrific. One, complaint... and I wish it just been from her perspective the whole time. Yeah, one complaint too for me, Rachel, was that when it does get to the last duel, and I mean, I know. They were going for historical accuracy, whatever, and I can't fault them for that. But it's so gruesome, you know, yeah. that that, uh, that even though I don't know what else they could have done, given that it's 13th century France and the title of the movie is The Last Duel. <laughs> it, uh, it was too way too much for me. It was it was pretty graphic. Well, I have Dire of a Wimpy Kid at 22. Okay. I, I have it at 21. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't care for the animation. I didn't i don't know i mean maybe it's fine for little kids but um i just thought it looked really ugly have you read any of those books rach i've never read any of the books but i've seen a couple of the live action movies and they yeah, were fun me enough too. they were cute enough i've seen some live action i've never i've never read the books i'm familiar with familiar with them and familiar with the the art style of the uh, you know the author um jeff what i'm um, yeah jeff yeah. kinney yeah isn't it yeah um i don't know i just really disliked the animation and i and it's not that different than what we saw from um dreamworks with the um uh captain underpants movie but for whatever reason i just enjoyed that one so much more i found it more aesthetically pleasing and and this just felt really cheap i mean it's only 58 minutes so it's barely a movie and the animation felt really cheap. You know, I was wondering about that too. Cause again, uh, it seemed, I guess I was with the concept. I was happy that they were trying an animated version of it. I thought, well, that's an interesting concept, you know, cause rather than this live action stuff that they've done, which I know includes some animation. Right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but, uh, uh, it just, and, and I thought that, um, again, that's why I was wondering why you're familiar with the books because I didn't really think that um, the main, you know, character. Mm-hmm. And, and again, here I am drawing, drawing a blank. Uh, his uh, his name. He's not very likable. Yeah, Greg. You know, Greg. Sorry. Yeah, Greg is not very likable. It's his friend. It's Rally, right? Who's who's. Yeah, he is kind of a jerk, and uh, and you have to deal with Roderick too, who's also kind of a jerk. And 
I don't know. I just, I just didn't enjoy it. Like I said, maybe little kids would like it. Yeah, I don't I was know. Wondering again, definitely, I'm not the target audience, but <laughs> I, but yeah. But there's so many great animated films, even just on Disney Plus. There's no reason to watch this, even for the kids. Uh, so you had, uh, so you had Last Duel at 22. You have Wimpy Kid at 21. Kid at 21. Yeah. Okay. What did you have then at 21? At 21, I have Under Wraps. And I, I decom. like the, yeah, decom. Um, so the original under wraps was the first decom. I don't know if you knew, you knew that, but it was the, the first no, decom. That, I didn't know that. See, you're yeah, teaching me all so, the, all the ways of the decom rage. I, <laughs> I am, I am. And I am the first catalog. one is just so much better, uh, that it's hard not to compare the two. Um, this felt I mean, even for decoms, to me, this felt really cheap. Um, it felt like most of the movie was shot in a, like a warehouse. Um, and whereas like the other one, the original, it's at least outside most of the time. <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, and there's some really creative parts of the original. There's lots of homages to classic horror. Um, and there's this great uh, opening sequence that's supposed to be in a... Um, a horror movie that they're watching and uh they a a um a butcher knife gets stuck in the disposal and uh, which is pretty gr- pretty grisly and so it's like swirling around and around and they're just getting their face closest to closest and so i mean for somebody for that genre uh i think that that's actually kind of fun, you know, it's like over the top. And, and I, I like it. I like it when we can introduce kids to different genres, even say a slasher movie and see what do they like it. And, and then in, in a way that's like palatable for, uh, you know, for them and it's not going to like traumatize them. So I appreciate that about the original. I don't know. Just the original is just way better. So that's, I, that's part of the reason why this, was so low for me. You know, why did why did Disney remake it? I mean, it's not right. particularly that old, right? What was the first decom? Is wasn't it twenty years ago or during, I don't know what and, the yeah. So the first one was from nineteen ninety seven, I believe. Okay, okay. And yeah, I mean, like it probably didn't need to need to be remade. I don't right? know why but, they remade it, and I hope but, they don't remake any others. Right. <laughs> But I, because I, I didn't, I have it a little higher, but uh, I didn't really like it that much either. I just yeah. didn't. It, it uh, and it wasn't so much even, you know, because again, I, you know, how I feel about horror, but I didn't feel like it was that at all. It just was dumb. Yeah. You know, I just, I just like I, the original is actually kind of charming. The friendship between Harold, the mummy, and the the little little boy is cute and and uh, like I said, there's homages to sort of classic Universal monster Which movies. Fun idea. Like, yeah, it's it's it, it's decent. Uh, it's decent, and I had a lot of fun with both of them. Uh, with collabs I did with Lee from Drum Dumps, his YouTube channel. He's a horror YouTuber, and so we did a collab where we both reviewed the original uh, under wraps, and that was really fun. And so. Uh, that was you know that was enjoyable um but what do you have at 20 at 20 i have ron's gone wrong and that maybe is a little low but uh i 
because I can't say like I necessarily hated the film. I just, I just felt like I just, I just didn't enjoy. <laughs> I didn't mm-hmm. really enjoy watching it. Uh, I thought, you know, again, I know this was something that came over from Fox, right? When after Disney bought Twenty Century yeah. Fox, uh, and there's there was some stuff appealing about it. I thought you know the main character arc was. Was 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 kind of interesting, but overall, I just I just kind of it, it didn't, it didn't mm-hmm. work for me. I thought it was pretty cute. I have it higher. Uh, I I mean, it's hard because it feels very derivative of a lot of yeah. other films that we've seen, right? But I thought that the design of Ron was so cute, and it had enough like humor. I I have yeah, it, was... I have it a little higher, but yeah, but yeah, it was a little boring too. Enough I, humor. I got to see it uh, at the AMC and at the Grove when I was out for animationist film oh, festival. Yeah. So that was yeah, pretty that fun. would have been fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but my number twenty, and I know you have this much higher, uh, is Eternals. I have it twenty. I just did not like it. I thought it was really jumbled. The script was zipping all over the place. I couldn't keep track of what the heck was going on with the characters, uh, with the story. I I was just pretty bored. <laughs> I mean, it looked nice, but I I don't know. I just I found it extremely confusing and difficult to follow. And and if I feel that way when I'm watching a movie, I'm just not enjoying myself. If I'm feeling frustrated and like I have to take notes and figure out you know who all these characters are, right? Uh, and so yeah, I I don't know. I I just I I think it would have helped maybe if they'd had a character from the MCU, you know, like they usually right. do in these movies to kind of, right. and I think they should have made it a, a mini series because you have one episode with each of the 10 Eternals that would have made a lot more sense. It also have been really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Also the gifts that they are given don't really make sense to me much. Uh, if they're supposed to be protecting the world. I mean, some of them seem way more helpful than helpful than others. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, um, and I don't know, I just, I was very disappointed by it. I didn't enjoy it. And so it's one of my least favorite Marvel movies, to be honest. I have um, it a little higher, but I'm, I, but everything you say, Rachel, you, you're, I think you're kind of spot on because <laughs> that it's, it's, it's definitely problematic in a lot of ways. Uh, I mean, yeah. other people really like that sort of, a challenge, you know, of feeling like, oh, they're not being spoon fed. And, and I understand that. But uh, if it's a movie as long as this and it's just not that's just not what I enjoy when I'm going to a blockbuster is is just muddled and confusion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and like one minute, the characters, you're supposed to be rooting for them and the hero. And then the next minute, they're betraying our characters and even even trying killing some of them, and then the next minute you're supposed to be rooting for them again because they were jumping around all these timelines. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so did you already say your twenty? No, my twenty. Well, I did. Yeah, sorry, Ron's gone wrong. Okay, yeah, that's right. Sorry. Okay, so at nineteen is where I have the last duel. Okay, and I agree with you. I I didn't go fresh on it. I do think it feels repetitive more than it's interesting. Uh, but I think it is beautifully made. It was ambitious. 
Um, and I guess I liked it slightly more than Eternals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah. I think they were both ambitious blockbusters that to me didn't work. It comes mm-hmm. down to story, 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 story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you have at 19? 19, I have uh, Flora and Ulysses. Mm, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, this was this was a, a, a Disney Plus mm-hmm. original. And I thought it, it looked one of the, like, cute and it had potential. And I was so bored. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And again, maybe I just was watching on a bad day or something. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll, I'll give it that. But uh, I, I just, it, it just really didn't work. Me. Yeah, I have that. I have that higher, uh, but it's no Timmy failure. I'll say that. I know Timmy failure <laughs> is kind of like the benchmark <laughs> of a Disney Plus, you know, original film that because uh, that one was just so solid, such a classic. With everything that I love about a Disney family comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. agreed. For eighteen, what's I your nineteen my... again, Rachel? I'm sorry. Nineteen is the last duel. Okay, that's yeah. right. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> 18, I have Nightmare Alley. And, uh, you know, it's beautifully made. I haven't seen the original. Uh, I don't know. I just I found it really boring, really slow. I was just not interested in the characters. And I don't know. I was I have to admit, when I watched it, I was very tired. I just uh, I'd watched like six movies that day trying to trying to cram it in they'd given it to us last minute for voting uh for our awards and so maybe if i wasn't so tired if i give it another shot uh but it's a really long movie and i don't know i just it didn't draw me in with the story Uh, yeah i have a little higher uh but uh, yeah I i can understand it's not it's it's an it's it's an imperfect film mm-hmm um, so what do you have at 18? At 18, I have under wraps. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. So from here onward, for me, everything would be considered fresh. Okay. Um, forward. So pretty good. Um, number 17, and I know you have this one way higher. <laughs> I have Cruella at 17. I uh, I don't know. I just, I liked it enough to give it fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the performances are the main draw for me. Uh, the fashion, the costumes, incredible. Um, but my biggest problem with the movie is that uh, they have like three heists. And like the first one, I was like, oh, this is so fun. And then the second one, I'm like, not as into it. And then the third one, I'm like, okay, this is starting to feel really <laughs> repetitive. This movie was way too long. Yeah. And I, I just don't really understand why disney is trying to like make all of their quote-unquote villains nice people all of a sudden we're supposed to be we're supposed to sympathize for them that's a trend that i really don't like and i mean we're supposed to we're supposed to feel by the ending of this movie they basically set up the animated film we get roger and nita we get pongo and purdy and so is she going to be killing puppies or is that all of a sudden are we, is this fan fiction and she's not going to be that anymore? Um, because I mean, she, she wants them to chloroform them in the, in the next movie. And I'm like, we're supposed to be sympathetic to this. I thought it was a really weird idea. Um, so it was enough to give a mild recommendation to, 
but I don't know. I have it at 17. I do have Krell higher. Um, and I can't, and I can't believe it. <laughs> I think it's the like, I like this movie and what's happened to me, you know, because you know how much I despise these live action remakes and reframing of, uh, you know, like we talked about with those Maleficent movies, like what in the world? She's Maleficent, you know, she's yeah. not some misunderstood person who's a victim, you know, it was like, no, she's Maleficent. Anyway. Like uh, kids naturally understand that everybody had like kids are naturally sympathetic. They have to be kind of treated poorly in order to lose that sympathy, you know? Mm-hmm. And like a kid will go up to a, a hardened criminal and give them a hug because they don't know, you know, they don't know. Yeah. And, uh, and so you don't have to go out of your way to explain to kids that, that, uh, that everybody has a sympathetic backstory. Yeah. They know. But what you do have to teach kids is how to make choices and what is wrong and what is right and how to treat people in the world. And so by making all of these movies, uh, without a without a clear dichotomy of good and evil, it I think it, it it makes them morally confusing sometimes. And then also, I think it makes the characters really bland because everybody is the same. You know, there's nobody that has any like good or bad, so they're all just kind of lukewarm. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. my problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were good things about this movie. I did recommend it. I, I, uh, I just, I really liked the fashion. I really liked the performances. So, yeah, yeah, I've got, we, I've got a higher. We, I guess we, we can revisit it here in a bit. Yeah. So what do you have at seventeen? <laughs> At 17, I have Christmas Again. Okay. The, yes. decom, the decom. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. I have that actually quite a bit higher. I mean, it's a Christmas movie. I was going to say, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> and I don't wish any disrespect with where I with where I, mm-hmm. with where I ranked it. I I think for me, the problem, I, I like the concept, uh, the, the, the script mm-hmm. kind of drumming crazy, but... Again, you know, I'm a big, I love, I'm a big fan of a character, a good character arc, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, it was it's Groundhog Day, but at Christmas, yeah, uh, for a little girl. For, there are actually a, a, a couple little, time loop movies uh, this um, season, this Christmas season. <laughs> What's another one? <laughs> they or the other one? What's it called? Was it on Hallmark? Uh, yeah, there's. Um, it's called. Uh, there was one called Next Stop Christmas. Um, which uh, was, um, which was her going back and kind of back in time, and she keeps experiencing the same, uh, the same past Christmas over and over again. And it has um, Christopher Lloyd and and Leah Thompson in it, which was pretty oh, fun. That's, that's a fun idea, mm-hmm. yeah. And I feel like there was another one, but I can't think of it. Uh, but anyway, there was the theme this um holiday season was that's kind of <laughs> nice. um, yeah yeah so let me see if i can think oh the other one is one called a chance for christmas and this was actually on the tubi app okay. and yeah it's about a social media um youtuber who has kind of created this fake family and uh they end up 
she's got this big presentation that if she gets a certain number of likes or whatever, that she'll, she'll make a million dollars. Um, but then she ends up keep, she ends up in this time loop and she keeps reliving the same Christmas over and over and over again. And it had like a little bit of an edge to it compared to Hallmark. Uh-huh. And it was pretty funny. I, it was a little cynical for my Christmas taste, Yeah, but um, we're checking out. It was pretty fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, so those are two that I at least thought of. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. That's the, that's the theme. The yeah. theme of, the, of 2021. <laughs> Christmas movies. That's fine. Yeah. Um, all right. Number 16, I have Jungle Cruise. Okay. And I I I just I have the tick higher, but but yeah, yeah it's it just wasn't that good. It's it, it I gave it a mild recommendation. It just it could have been great. And so it's frustrating. Like it has so much potential, it has all of the ingredients. No, every all the ingredients to just have knocked it out of the park. And great cast. Yeah, it's got great you know visuals, high and production values, adventure. Yeah. But man, when it's that that like middle flashback sequence section, Ooh. which is long, and it so was just long. like this huge exposition dump, and you're like, that's not what you want in an adventure. No, exactly. Exactly. It was disappointing. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. Um, and I thought that Jack Whitehall was the best part of the movie. I thought he was funny. <laughs> but I um, loved, you know, I thought that The Rock and Emily Blunt had such great chemistry together, mm-hmm. uh, but just not a great script. It just wasn't a great script. That's what it always comes down to the script. Yeah. 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 Uh, what about you? What's your 16? At 16, I have Spin. I have it at 15. Is, so yeah, close. okay. Decom. And honestly, I think this is one actually one of my favorite decoms. Yeah. That I've watched since we've been, you know, since we've been doing these uh uh annual, you know, yeah. uh, reviews. I just thought it was so well made. I loved uh I I loved the story. I thought the acting was good. Yeah. And uh it's just saw us really solid for me, a really solid decom. Yeah, I agree. I think so too. Uh, even though, you know, like I have no interest in DJing or whatever it is, but like it was just had good characters and good writing yes. and, yeah. uh, you know, it's nice to be celebrating some diversity. And Absolutely. I liked the fact that they didn't really have a, like a romance. Yes. I like that which was too. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like it was well-made, well-shot. It was just, it was yeah, good. It was. That's what I agree. That's what I think one of the things I liked about it. I thought that I thought, the director, you know, the, you know, I mean, it just it just looked great mm. and uh, really, really good, 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 good work. Yeah, <laughs> the decom team. Way to hope go. they're doing another. Hope they're doing another one. Yeah, not another yeah, spin. spin I mean, like the, the team. You know, the team is going to create another story. <laughs> I I agree. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I have that at fifteen. What do you have at fifteen? At fifteen, I have Black Widow. Okay. Yeah, I have the thirteen. So we're not too far off. Yeah, that's very fair to the rest of the cast because they're great. Florence Pugh is great. Yeah, love David Harbour and Rachel Weisz. And uh, I thought it was a, a, a pretty enjoyable film, but wow, that made me so mad. <laughs> yeah, so the, when I first watched it, I was also really tired because I we had traveled uh, the whole day and I promised my niece to take her there, to take her to the screening. And uh, so we went right from literally from traveling to to the theater and so 
I, you know, I was like, I enjoyed it. But then I watched it again, actually on a plane flight <laughs> later on. I was like, that was really fun. I really enjoyed it when I went to New York. And I, I, I like the chemistry between the whole, the family. And uh, I, I liked getting kind of the, the you know, that backstory. It, it did feel a little bit, uh, sort of a little bit too late. You know, why did they it's kind of weird that both of the female led uh, Marvel movies have both been prequels, which is kind of weird. Uh, you know, it's like both Captain Marvel was set in the nineties and then this set in the past. And I, I, you know, it just feels like they're kind of making up for lost time. Uh, but you know, I like, I like Scarlett Johansson. I, I, it was, it was a perfectly serviceable Marvel movie, in my opinion. I thought Taskmaster was pretty lame of a villain. Very forgettable. Um, and I was expecting them to go more into sort of the red rooms and, and they did a little bit, but you know, those scenes in civil war were so, uh, you know, in, in Ultron were so moving. And, uh, and so, you know, I was expecting this movie to be kind of darker than it ended up being, um, but it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable enough for, for me, but yeah, I can see what you're saying. Uh, for my number four, I have that at 13. My 14 is where I have Flora and the Ulysses. Oh, okay. And I thought that, uh, the little girl was really cute and I really liked, I mean, I, I think maybe because I was a pretty diehard, uh, how I met your mother fan before. It broke my heart, but I love Allison Hannigan. I liked her her role as this sort of uh, romance novelist. I thought yeah. she was funny, and yeah, she was good in that role. And Ben Schwartz was great as her dad, and I thought they had a nice uh, little chemistry together. Uh, it's nothing that is too memorable or anything. It's no Timmy failures, as I said. Yeah, but- I know. It was cute enough, I guess. It was cute <laughs> enough. Uh, so what do you have at 14? At 14, I have Eternals. Mm, okay. You know, I, I just all the stuff that you said, I I quite enjoyed the puzzle of it. And mm. and uh, I just, you know, I thought it was beautifully filmed. And I didn't really understand what was going on. And I kind of, did, it didn't bother me at the time. Yeah. But I, but, you know, Reflecting on it, and then of course having to do this ranking, you just thought it's it's just not top tier Marvel, or really for me a, a top ten film, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I appreciate they swung, they swung and missed, but they're still a miss nonetheless. Uh, so, what do you have at thirteen? At thirteen, I have Nightmare Alley. Okay, so yeah. you know, uh, I. I watched so Guillermo del Toro, who directed this movie. He he was a guest host on on uh, Turner Classic Movies last month, uh, near when this when it opened, you know, because Nightmare Alley opened up in December in theaters, and and uh, he it t- talked about some other film noir that he liked, and then they showed Turner Classic Movies screened the nineteen forty seven original film of Nightmare Alley. You know, it's based on the book. But uh, Tyrone Power stars in this 1947. So anyway, so I've now I've I've seen both, and uh, 
it actually helped seeing the old one, the other. Yeah, old I one. bet that's true. It helped seeing it because I'm with you because it's this 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 remake. It's not it's not. I gave it extra points because it's so stylish. I thought I was really taken with yeah. the uh, production design, and I also thought that the cinematography was excellent. And the acting's, I mean, hello, the A-list yeah. actors, you know, yeah. throughout, too. Uh, but I'm not sure if I would have enjoyed it as much had I not seen, you know, the uh, the original. I'd like uh, to to do that. See the original yeah. and then watch it when I'm a little bit not as tired. Yeah, because I think it's one of those that it's it's staying with me, which makes me, means it made me, you know, it made me really make mm-hmm. me think. Yeah. Uh, and... It's you know it, it's not that this is a prerequisite to be a highly read. It's I mean it's a downer of a film, you know. I mean it's just a downer of a story, you know, just because it's yeah. these people are pretty much most of them are pretty despicable. Yeah, <laughs> you know? at least with at least the main character, you know, he's he's <laughs> yeah. a horrible man. Yeah, but uh, but uh, anyway, uh, st- st- stylish definitely. I don't think Guillermo del Toro's best, but still he's. He's a good director. <laughs> oh, know? yeah. There's no question. He's, he's, a, he's a good director. Yeah. Um, well, number 12 is where I have uh, Ron's Gone Wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just thought I thought it was a sweet story. I thought it the, the, the family was pretty funny. His, like, Croatian family mm-hmm. were pretty funny. And, you know, it's just tough when you have Mitchells or some Machines this year, which is similar they, and so much better. Similarities with Mitchell's versus the machines and which of course does it so much better. Yeah. Uh, and also it's just so similar to big hero six. I mean, almost the same story. Uh, what I, uh, but I did like the design of Ron, the, the thing I was like, I want one of those, like not, the little, yeah, not the, the ending Ron. I want the beginning Ron. <laughs> 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 like i want one of those those look great um, <laughs> uh, so i don't know maybe it was partly because i you know did see it at the grove the amc and yeah um i would be very curious to see what locksmith does next i think it's a pretty decent start for an animation studio yeah you know do you, yeah i'm wondering what do you think they're gonna have they got an ongoing deal with 20th century slash disney or are they I don't know how that how that's gonna work. Yeah, I don't forward. know. I, I'd be interested to know. Yeah, but um, uh, let's see. Where are you at? I forget. So number twelve, right? Is that where? Yeah, that's where I just yeah. Number twelve. So, I have Black Widow at thirteen. Is Jungle Cruise. Okay, Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Um. Okay, and then I have at eleven. I have the French Dispatch. And I like Wes Anderson. I think he's makes some really good films. I love Grand Budapest Hotel. It's one of my favorites. Um, but I, I mean, and I enjoyed this. I gave it a positive review. Uh, I liked some of the stories kind of better than others. Um, I uh, I liked probably the first story with the uh, the artist probably the best of the group. The one with um. Francis McDormand and Timothy Chalamet. That one didn't really do much for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, you've got all of the great production design, incredible talent in this. Um, 
and I loved the animated sequence. That was really fun. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. Um, but I just is to me is is sort of a lesser Wes Anderson effort. Mm-hmm. So I have it at eleven. I have just a couple notches. I have it at number nine. Mm-hmm. That you know, mm-hmm. kind of close. At number eleven for me is Free Guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was such uh, a surprise. Free Guy was super fun. Mm-hmm. And uh just just solid solid entertainment and not terrible at all. In fact, it was good. You know, it was just it yeah. was I I am yeah, with you. It was a it was a surprise and a pleasant one mm-hmm. at that. Yeah. Well, my number ten, so now we're in our top ten. My number ten is where I have Christmas again. Okay. And it, there's an interesting kind of backstory about this this movie. So I actually interviewed the director, um, and uh, the director Andy Fickman, and I I I had done the interview on their Zoom, not on my Zoom. And when I went to go find it to edit it, I could not find it anywhere. I oh it was goodness. just not on any computer. It wasn't on any files. I I finally had to didn't message them. Did they have it? And I, they didn't have it anymore or they, you know, they said they didn't have it. And so I was just like panicking and I felt so bad. Um, and so what I ended up having to do was I, I basically kind of remembered enough of what he said. And so I, I did a review slash article on it at Rotoscopers where I included quotes from him and and they was they were fine with that. They said as long as there was coverage, that was fine. But I felt just so bad about having lost that interview. And anyway, it was very stressful. Oh, seriously. Uh, but I I did actually enjoy the movie. I mean, obviously I love Christmas movies and I thought the whole idea of this young girl coming to sort of realize the the uh, the value in her dysfunctional family through the course of the different days. And I felt like they did a pretty good job of keeping the days interesting. Like they had her, they had a lot of set pieces for a TV movie. I mean, they had, they had her at the, um, there was a whole like carnival kind of day. And then there was a whole day where she was at the um, Wrigley field. There was a lot of Chicago in this movie. Uh, and of course I asked them all about that and, I was just so, so sad because we had such a great discussion. And, you know, it's, it's, I think this would be such a fun movie to show to kids that are dealing with a divorce in the family. And as opposed to a movie like Parent Trap or something like that, where, you know, kind of paints an unrealistic depiction of divorce for kids. Like this is pretty realistic. And, uh, you know, her, her understanding at the end of kind of her family and uh, her role in her family, I thought was, was well done. And uh, so, yeah, that's why for me, I mean, I'm always going to give a little bit of a bump to Christmas. Oh, for sure. Hello. (laughs) So yeah, But, uh, but because I, I talked to the director and, and, you know, he talked to about the, like they have a great, great whole sequence where in the, um, there's, this um i forget what it's called but where there's it's like you're walking on the it's like you're walking on glass in a high in the high um skyscraper oh, those skyscrapers yeah. yeah that one has that where you lean against the glass yeah and it yeah yeah pops out yeah 
things like that. That I thought they did enough to kind of make each day because they ended up having like over 30 days and they, I thought they did enough to kind of keep it um, interesting. And I thought the casting was really good. The young girl, Scarlett Estevez was, was good. And um, so anyway, that's why I have it at 10. Hey, that's all good. For <laughs> I was me just, at number 10. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I was just so grateful that they were okay with this solution. Oh my gosh. I mean, the last Rachel. people I want to think that I'm some kind of flake is, is Disney channel. Uh, so it would, all yeah. worked out, thankfully. But. Stressful. Um, but sorry go ahead oh no you're, excuse me at number 10 i have the rescue okay uh, yeah. which oh, i thought was so good it's, it's so good huh it's so good you know that story about that soccer team stuck in a cave i mean it captured the world's you know kind of yeah. attention and heart really and it's so remarkable and this documentary is so good i know some of this stuff as it said in the credits, they had to recreate it. Yeah. You know, some of the, those, because they're thinking, how in the world do they have a camera there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at this point. Yeah. But, I didn't no. see that at first. So I thought I was, I was just baffled and marveled because I saw it at uh, TIFF. And, uh, oh, okay. yeah, as part yeah. of TIFF. And even, even with reenactments, the shots that they got are really impressive. And, oh. you know, in this tiny little cave and, you know, how they create that atmosphere. And, and you're just on the edge of your seat of yeah. how are they going to be able to how in the world save these kids. And, and, and then when, when they have to put them under, basically, in order to, and each one is sort of assigned a kid. And you're just rooting for these guys. Yeah. You know, exactly. And I think the thing that I love, one of the things I loved about, I mean, I loved everything about this, um, but was learning that it was these guys who were the hobbyists. Yeah. You know, these guys that just like everybody in their, you know, their, their, rail, their you know, circles of family and friends that think they're crazy because they love to go dive through caves. Yeah. But here... They're the ones who figured it out and saved it, you know, I and mean, of course with the support of hundreds and hundreds of others and then, you know, all yeah, the Yeah. It was really cool because they're like all this thing that everyone thought they were just crazy for, and they're like, Oh, mm-hmm. see, now it actually matters. And and yeah. yeah, I loved that too. And and this by the same people did free solo, and I much prefer this over free solo. Like Oh, I can hardly watch free solo. <laughs> I was just having a heart attack every minute, you know, that but, I mean, it was very impressive in many ways, but he was just such a jerk that I had a hard time being invested in his journey, like what yeah. he was putting his family through and the way he treated people, whereas all these are, are so easy to root for. Yeah, you're rooting for all these all these mm-hmm. people, and I like how they talk to some of their spouses and other yeah. people, you know, uh, you really get a complex you just, you know, get a really interesting look at the, uh, at these people who are involved in this absolutely m- m- miraculous yeah. event. It's so good. It's, I, it's a great documentary. Yeah, Fantastic. Yeah. Highly recommended on Disney+. Plus. I agree. I agree. Uh, so my number nine is actually Raya and the Last Dragon. I really enjoyed this. Uh, yeah, I, I had, had a lot. number eight. I loved Raya too. Yeah. I thought it had a lot of really good things about it. I like Raya a lot as a character. The animation was beautiful. The action was really good. 
Uh, the music was really good. I wish that it had songs. I still think that it would have been a little bit more memorable if it had had songs. Uh, but uh, I, I think that I can understand why some people, the whole idea of like, why should she trust her when she's literally betrayed her? I can understand that. I guess I didn't really, I, I hate when people say, oh, you overthought it. But I know I just, I just kind of accepted it on face value. Uh, but I can understand that critique, but I, I think that, um, uh, I forget the dragon's name that could see there was something more there. Um, you know, I don't think the message of the movie is just blindly trust everybody. Uh, I think that there's a little bit more to it than that, but anyway, I, 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 I did. I, you know, I did it. I did enjoy it. I I think, um, like I said, the action Rye as a character really strong. And, uh, so yeah, I have it at nine. Yeah. I, you know, I have it at eight and then we'll, this was just talk about Rye. I, uh, I was really just smitten with the animation mm-hmm. and, and, uh, I can't say that I, there's anything that I'd necessarily give it a, a flaw. I just, I, I just liked other films more. Yeah. Uh, but so beautiful. And then, and it's one of those films too. They all created from home. You know, maybe the yeah, that's most true. Of the, most of the animation was finished from home. I mean, they had been working on it for years. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, but, but uh, wow, I uh, beautiful. It's, 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 I think it's a beautiful film. Yeah. Um. So, what do you, what did you have at nine? At nine, I have the French Dispatch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which. You know, I like. I think I'm with you. I think there are other Wes Anderson films I like more. Uh, the English major in me was just so thrilled with this. It was just so literary. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I'm with you. That middle story with uh, Timothy Chalamet, uh, you know, Chalamet and stuff was not and Rachel, um, not Rachel um, Francis, Francis. Sorry, Francis <laughs> McDormand was uh, just yeah, not the best, but. But uh, there's just something there's just something pretty special, I think, about Wes Anderson's uh, filmmaking yeah. style. And do you have a favorite? This, well, um, my favorite actually is Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I'm with you on the Grand Budapest Hotel. Love it, love it, so good. It's so I also good. like the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, but uh, anyway, this one I just. I just, I was just happy. You know, I just, I just, it just was smiling the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can totally see why. Uh, so number eight, I have the rescue. Okay. So yeah, it was so good. Everything so already good. said. Yeah. So good. Yeah. That's where I have Raya. Okay. So, uh, okay. so number seven, I kind of have a tie. Actually, my six and seven are kind of tied. <laughs> Uh, but number seven, I have Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, that's where I have it too. Mm. Yeah, this was such a fun experience, both when I saw it with the critics, but then when I went to a, a, a normal screening, uh, I went on opening night, and I when they when they you know bring back the characters, it was so satisfying and so much fun. And I thought the movie looked really good. I thought, and you know, and, and this is coming from someone who did not like Far From Home, hardly at all. I did not care for that movie. And so for them to kind of win me over as much as they did with this one, I think says a lot. And 
I I thought it, like the the whole plot contrivances to get to the like what Doctor Strange does is a little hard to believe, but the whole experience was so satisfying that I was willing to <laughs> to be fine with that. Yeah, and, uh, it's one that I could imagine rewatching quite a bit. I saw it on opening night too, and it was such a blast. Yeah. The people. The crowd I was with was they were so amped, and yeah, when when uh, Andrew Garfield shows up, I mean the literally the place went bonkers, yeah. and and uh, that was that was just a blast, and you know, and then also when the sad stuff happens, like with Aunt May and things, you know, right. people were they were just into it, and that's that's a that's a, a an enjoyable experience, you know. Uh, to do that, yeah, and uh, I'm glad that the, I, you know, I know a lot of people. I mean, there's the comment that it's all fan service, you know, uh, and maybe it is, but I didn't care. I yeah, just thought this is this is too. a fun movie. This is this is this is an enjoyable movie, and I'm glad people are liking it. And holy cow, it, you know, the world is seeing this movie. Yeah, too. it was fan service done well, in my opinion, very yeah, well, yeah. well, very said. good. Uh, so number six, I have Shang Chi. Okay, I have it at five. Okay, yeah, yeah. and I, 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 I felt about the same um, for both of these. I really enjoyed both of them. I, I thought they were both very entertaining. I, you know, I love Simu Liu uh, from Kim's Convenience. I yeah. love that show. So it was really fun to see him. Tony Leong, oh my gosh, is the most handsome man in the world. <laughs> Love so much. <laughs> if you haven't seen In the Mood for Love, you need to see That's it. That's such oh a good gosh. film. He's wow. So, like he is one of the most I mean talented too, but he is just so handsome in my opinion. <laughs> and I just loved his character in this. It was so good. It was so rich. It was a really good villain. Uh, invested enough by the time that, you know, the big finale with all the fantasy creatures and stuff like that that I was fine with it. Um, and I, I thought that some of the action sequences were super fun. The whole scaffolding sequence I think was great. Uh, I really, I liked Aquafina. I thought she was really fun. I really liked the redemption for the Mandarin, uh, because I didn't like that in Iron Man three and, uh, yeah, this was a really fun movie. Yeah. It was my favorite, uh, Marvel movie yeah, of the too. year and, and, uh, just everything, yeah, just everything you said, mm-hmm. and uh, I really just, I just love martial arts films, and yeah. so I, I thought that they, yeah, you know, they aced this one. It was just, it was, I thought the the, the action choreography was terrific, and and uh, just enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what do you have at six? So at six, I have Cruella. Okay, and again. I can't believe <laughs> like what happened to me you know so hopefully we'll see what happens in the future when all these other remakes come out and i you know i like them oh my gosh but uh i think for the for, for me just as a quick recap uh it was the performances it was mm-hmm. the emmas you know yeah both emma stone and emma thompson i just thought they were they were delicious and their you know the their performances were so good and uh, it was so it was so stylish. I love the soundtrack. I love the I love the production oh, yeah. design. I love the costumes and and so just my and I also love the relationship that they developed with with Krill and Horace and Jasper. 
Mm-hmm. That just all, for some reason, it just all really worked for me. And again, yeah. go figure, go figure, because I, I I'm very much an opponent to these. To like, these if films. I had to pick these kinds of remakes over the Lion Kings and your like the shot uh, for shot, <laughs> yeah, and you're beating the beast and your things like that. I mean, this is so much better. I yeah. would pick it any day. Like, please, Disney, make more Cruellas and Mary Poppins right. Returns and less. Yeah, They're probably less like, why would Lion we do that King. when the other ones make billion of yeah, they make dollars, a billion of dollars and these like don't? Aladdin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't exactly. run a studio, but that would be my preference. But yeah, yeah. Uh, at number five is where I have Free Guy. I really loved Free Guy. I saw it, I think, four times in the theater. I just thought it was really sweet and uh, funny and uh you know it had something to say uh and i don't know i just i just really enjoyed both love stories uh with and jody comer again great i liked both of her roles in this yeah um, techie was a little over the top but i just love him so much <laughs> he's he's so great i just <laughs> i i love him too yeah yeah. And I don't know, I just, uh, overall, I just thought it was like a really sweet romance. And so, you know, I love romances and, and uh, so, uh, and, and a friendship uh, movie as well. And so I, uh, it was my favorite kind of blockbuster movie of the, of the, of the year. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it was, yeah, as we said, what, what a surprise. And, and, and so, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Just, just uh, so was needed. What, what do you have at five? Shang-Chi. Okay, yeah. Um, well, number four is where I have West Side Story. I really enjoyed West Side Story. I I thought that it was an improvement upon the original in several ways. The singing uh, was better. The chemistry was better uh, than in the original. Uh, and, you know, I thought it was a beautiful revival. Uh, it was in my top 20 uh, movies of uh, 2021. Uh, and uh, so it's not a question of it not being great. I just, at the other three remaining, I, I guess I like a little bit more, yeah. but, um, but I, it was really great. It was an incredible experience to watch. We watched it all together and it was really fun. Oh, that was so great mm-hmm. that we got to watch that. Uh, one quick comment. It sounds like our top four are the same. Oh just yeah, saying, you're right. Just saying. <laughs> and that's awesome. <laughs> And so, you know, whatever order they're in is just the whatever order they're in, you know, but that's, that's great. And I didn't know, I don't know if I expected that. I really didn't. I I wasn't sure about that either. (laughs) So anyway, that's cool. Um, Because these all movies are all fantastic. You know, it's just my number four is Encanto. Okay. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Which I just adored. You know, Mm -hmm. I just thought this again, stunning animation. Walt Disney Animation Studios is just their animation is unparalleled, I think, you know, they're just so good. Another movie and, we watched together. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And uh, such a surprising storyline for me. I just wasn't, I just didn't know what to expect. And yeah. It wasn't what happened. And uh, I, I loved it. I, I just thought the way that they treated family and how respectful they were of, of the Colombian culture and... Uh, the delightful songs by Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Uh, just uh, what a great time of the movies. Yeah. I, and I, thought I, wa- I haven't watched it yet on Disney Plus. I'm so happy it's on Disney Plus. And I 
I, 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 I might watch it tomorrow. Yeah, and having very flawed characters like the abuela, yeah. that she wasn't like this kind of perfect older woman grandma character. Like she was flawed. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I, we don't talk about Bruno. It's still, I think, the best you know, song. That is the greatest it's song. So and good. Then, and as well as the the way that they animated yeah. it, the, you know, the choreography in that mm-hmm. is so terrific. So delightful. Yeah. yeah, I was happy to see that it's, I think, one of the highest uh, on the billboards of all the songs in the show, in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw that. I think about that today. And I, there was a yeah. whole YouTube video uh, where they were talking about why it's the best Disney song in years. Um, and they broke down sort of the way this, the sync of, sync of, I can't talk. Uh, the the way that the melody and the rhythm is done, uh, it so I was like, yeah, see, it's all reaffirming why I, I thought it was the best coming out yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's one that everybody talks about. Yeah. Everybody I talk it's, about it can't tell. That, They're like, they talk about that we don't and talk the about under pressure <laughs> song. Uh, I think are the two best songs in the mm-hmm. uh, in the movie, in my opinion. Yeah, um, but they're all good, and yeah, I love that. Uh, so, my number three is Luca. Yeah, mine too. Okay. Good. Oh my gosh, I I really I thought I thought we were going to be quite. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. know what to expect, frankly, but I didn't. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's yeah, it's awesome. Um. Uh, so yeah, Luca was just such a pleasant, relaxing. Oh my movie. gosh, it was such just a breath a, of fresh air. It was, yeah. you know, just this this f- f- breezy. Mm-hmm. Trip to Italy, you know, animate, albeit animated and with sea creatures, but it was, it was still, I loved it. It mm-hmm. was just like just this perfect, it was just like this perfect little movie that I needed at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I got to see yeah. it on the big screen uh, at oh, Animation's yeah. Film, and with, that was incredible. With the director, with the director right? Or with, yeah. Yeah. That was really great. And uh, I know I just, uh, to me, it reminded me a lot of like a combination of Porco Rosso and, um, and uh and ponyo and mm-hmm. uh, that yeah definitely studio ghibli vibe yeah uh which, with it yeah so i loved that and which is a plus you know yeah. i mean a compliment yeah i think it's one of the most rewatchable movies of the whole year like i could just put it on almost any time and just have it on the background and just enjoy it you oh, know absolutely mm-hmm. and you know i uh i lived in italy for a while during college that's where i served my mission for the you know for the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints and uh it just you know so there's a special place in my heart for italy and i just felt they just they captured italian culture in a way that i remembered it Mm -hmm. and and, uh that part i just loved but i've had friends that you know that i knew from my time in italy they've watched it in a with italian uh you know you can change the language on Disney Plus, <laughs> so they watch the <laughs> Italian dub. I haven't done that yet. I need to do that. Yeah, that would be, that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> just the the characters were all really cute, and I loved the animation, and it was just relaxing. I prefer it over Soul, and I know that's a hot take, but I think it was better hey, writing. You like what you like, you know. Yeah, you like, that's that's exactly right. Um, so number two is where I have Encanto. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you have it too? Summer of Soul. Uh, I I thought it was going to be the hottest take that I had. Uh, you know, obviously that I have it at my number one. Uh, yeah. But um, so you got you have it at two. That's that's great. It's it's an incredible uh, film. It's incredible. I 
I've seen it twice. I saw it once. I, well, did you see the Sundance? Yes. Yeah. See, I saw, you know, the Sundance pass I bought was that it was, it was a virtual pass. It was for 24 hours and you could watch like eight of the, of the highest of the films that like won the awards, mm-hmm. you know, oh, the, the awards festival. pass. Yeah. Yeah. That awards pass. So, and maybe it was fewer films, maybe it was seven or something. I'm sorry that I'm yeah off, but, uh, anyway, that was, was hands down the favorite one of the films that I watched, you know, from that, with that awards pass. And then when I had a chance to see it on the big screen again in the summer, I took it because it's just it's it's so fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I just couldn't believe that you think of all the times we've heard about Woodstock. Yeah. Over the years and that this happened at the same time, same year, and I had never heard of it and that this footage had never been released. And I said in my best of 2021 uh, video that this movie made me a better person. And I, I really think that it did. Uh, not only just you know more educated, but yeah, uh, just I don't know, just more aware of like a whole part of culture and a whole part of music, and a, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought it was amazing that there's so many incredible sequences, like when um uh when the one uh singer is with singing with um Mahalia Jackson, and she talks oh about it was like the greatest moment of her life, and yeah. <laughs> was, it's, it's amazing yeah and i it, it did such a great job of having uh having uh footage from the actual uh event but then also having interviews from people that were there interviews from people that were influenced by it uh and it just kept it clipping along it was so well made so well executed it's it's my favorite uh my i thought that i i really thought that it was gonna be like what you have a, a documentary number one absolutely it was the best in my oh, opinion it's 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 phenomenal yeah. I, I i i loved it too and it would have been my number one until west side story came yeah out. that's what i have a number one and it's great too I, so because i just well part of it for me is you know i i love i mean i've loved west side story forever i mean we you know i've just listened to it my whole life mm-hmm. it's just been you know my parents had the broadway cast recording and i think they had the i think they had the original motion picture soundtrack too uh and then and, it, and it's one of my favorite films you know to the the, the 1961 mm-hmm. version and when when steven spielberg or, you know when they announced that there was gonna be a remake i mean i you know i just rolled my eyes was like are you kidding me like we, yeah, you know, another, you know, me too. Need a remake of West Side Story, like the all in the head kind of thing. But um, oh my gosh, I just, I just, <laughs> I just, it just blew my mind. What, how, what a good musical director was Steven Spielberg was with it, and and it was just just being able to have an eth- ethnically appropriate cast, great, all great singers, and the music recorded so respectfully and just just beautifully. Just being able to hear that Leonard Bernstein music mm-hmm. in the, in a movie theater. So perfectly recorded. Uh, I just, I just can't get enough of it. I can't, yeah. I, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to go see it again on the big screen before, before it leaves. It's I got pr- to see it in IMAX. You know, we, we, you kindly, uh, we got to see it together at the, um, uh, screening. Yeah. And then, then I got, then I went and saw it in IMAX when it opened. And 
just blew my mind. That's <laughs> so cool. Just, just because just the, so loud, you know, just just with on those and on that IMAX sound system, I was I was I was in heaven. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty. It says a lot when my top five are were in my top fifteen of the whole year, and I saw over two hundred films. So it was a pretty strong yeah. year for um. I would say for the Disney Studios. You know, I think so too. You know, particularly. When we look at, you know, I mean, of course, lots, lots of content, lots of varying quality, but boy, these top five films, they're all really solid, mm-hmm. really, really good. I love it. That's so great that we, uh, again, our order was a little off, but again, yeah. I think that that's uh, <laughs> personal preference, you know, yeah. uh, but still... It's well, awesome. and it's you're just by minutia. I mean, it, you really it's you can't hardly compare a rock documentary so to it <laughs> like, to an animated, you know, film. Yeah. They're so different. But um, but yeah, they're where uh, I thought I I thought oh that you'd have uh, some so like it you know ten eleven. So I'm really oh, pleased no. to see that you have it so high. I loved it. Yeah, it was so good. Loved, absolutely brilliant. Well, let's everybody. Go. Everybody should see it. Yes. Let's go over our rankings real quick. All right. So I have Summer of Soul at number one. I have Encanto at two, Luca at three, West Side Story at four, Free Guy at five, Shang-Chi uh, at six, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home at seven, The Rescue at eight, Raya the Last, and the Last Dragon at nine, Christmas Again at 10, The French Dispatch at 11, Ron's Gone Wrong at 12, Black Widow at 13, Flora and Ulysses at 14, Spin at 15, Jungle Cruise at 16, Cruella at 17, Nightmare Alley at 18, The Last Duel at 19, Eternals at 20, Under Wraps at 21, Diary of a Wimpy Kid at 22, Vacation Friends at 23, and Home Sweet Home Alone at 24. All right, and I've got West Side Story at 1, Summer of Soul at 2, uh, Luca, number three, uh, number four, Encanto, number five, Shang-Chi, number six, Cruella. Again, I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> number seven, Spider-Man, No Way Home. Uh, number eight, Raya and the Last Dragon. Number nine, The French Dispatch. Number 10, The Rescue. Number 11, Free Guy. Number 12, Jungle Cruise. 13, Nightmare Alley. 14, Eternals. 15, Black Widow. 16, Spin. 17, Christmas Again, 18, Under Wraps, 19, Flora and Ulysses, 20, Ron's Gone Wrong, 21, The Diary of a, of a Wimpy Kid, 22, The Last Duel, 23, Home Sweet Home Alone, and 24, Vacation Friends. Very good. We did it. <laughs> Yay. Well, thank you so much year. for doing this. And... Thank you, Rachel. So fun to talk to you about <laughs> these and, and uh, how fun to, to see uh where you where everything landed and if you got because this is such a long podcast because there were so many movies to talk about if you get to the end of it put hashtag stan and rach 21 (laughs) (laughs) so we know that you listen to the whole thing you you pack a lunch and listen to the whole thing (laughs) but uh but where can people find you and your content on twitter I'm at Stanford Clark. I have a movie podcast and blog at moviespastandpresent.com. And I hope you follow me on Instagram. I'm at moviespap, as in past and present. 
You can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes, so please check that out. And also make sure you check out the Hallmarkies podcast. Lots of fun stuff over there. And uh, and please uh, please give your ratings and reviews if you're listening on iTunes. We really appreciate it so much. And also, if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our merch store. You can get hashtag animation junkie shirts. And please take a look at that. And we have the Patreon group, which is a lot of fun. And uh, we have some special bonuses, exclusives. Uh, we get watch alongs. It's really good. So check it out. And thanks so much. This is always a blast. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Happy New Year. Thanks. Happy New Year. Bye.